game sort of makes sense. Uh, this, this sounds quite interesting. This does sound quite interesting. Welcome to the first episode of the Fine Legs podcast with Sarmad Malik, the uh, intangible, the miraculous, the good-looking uh, one, Sarmad Malik, and uh, uh, Fahad, uh, the normal, the average, <laughs> the novice cricketer. Now, this this is our first episode, so we're going to fuck up a lot, but we will also give you uh, as much information as we can, Sarmad being the uh, grade-level cricketer that he is, and he's been playing cricket all his life, so... Uh, welcome to the podcast. It's it's fun having you. Thank you for this initiative. And I am very excited, as you can tell by my voice. Uh, this is something that I've always wanted to do with you. So, yeah. How you feeling, bro? I feel like I should be sitting like this. I feel like I should be sitting like this. As <laughs> this is not an interview. This is a fucking podcast. <laughs> and so the, the podcast nice offer it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. I'm so glad that we have you here. But uh, they asked me that if if it will be explicit or not. I said, "Fuck yes, this is going to be explicit," and I marked it as explicit. Well, I, I, we've got Fadia spe- specifically for the explicit piece in this podcast. <laughs> but uh, again, the I think I like this idea because currently with Asia Cup and World Cup, I feel like we talk about it all the time anyway. Yeah, and yeah, me too. Might as well. And honestly, the kind of content that we see online, it's sometimes you're just like, you know what? We can talk talk pretty much at the same level, if not better, without talking mm-hmm. ourselves up. Um, I, I do think there's enough content to discuss and might as well just put it out there. And if somebody likes it, good. If they don't, well, we've got our recordings for our kids. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, we do. And my kid's uh, almost getting to that age where he will hear his dad in this recording. I'm, sh- I'm sure he won't be interested. Uh, but anyway, what a fucking game. Afghanistan versus Andrew. Sri Lanka last night. Amazing. Best game of the Asia Cup. Best game of the year, would you reckon? Unreal. Unreal. I, I, I don't think anybody expected it to plan, pan out that way. I don't think anybody hoped for Afghanistan to actually give it a fair crack. In fact, at one point, uh, I think Andy Flower was on the commentary panel and somebody asked him, I think the Sri Lankan commentator asked him, what kind of a score do you think it's realistic to expect Afghanistan to even have a chase for? And he said, anything beyond 270, it's impossible. It's almost impossible to expect them to be chasing. Um, But here we are. Afghanistan made a game of it. Afghanistan yeah. made sure that uh, everybody recognizes that they're here to stay. Uh, mm-hmm, and Sri Lanka mm-hmm. had a real scare. Sri Lanka got away last night. They really yeah. got away with one. They did. To lose is one part. Mm-hmm. But to lose to Afghanistan in 37 overs, mm-hmm. I don't think they saw it coming. Aren't they the returning champions, Sri Lanka? Sri Lanka are. They are. Yes. And, and they're lucky because they're the hosts again by default. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, for anyone who doesn't know, Sri Lanka won two ninety. Uh, the the scorecard says Sri Lanka is two ninety one for eight, uh, for the entire fifty overs. Afghanistan uh, two eighty nine at thirty seven point four overs, all team out. Uh, they only lost by two runs, which is just very painful. Um, there is a controversy surrounding this entire uh, match, uh, although they just lost by two runs. They 
pretty much reached the target in less than uh, 40 overs, which is just miraculous coming from Afghanistan and beating a returning champion about, well, close to beating a returning champion like that. What about the controversy, though? I mean, is it true that they did not know that they had more overs or they could have done the uh, they could have increased the net run rate to a level which would have, you know, pushed them over the line? What do you think about that? I think um, it kind of shows the difference in maturity between the teams. It tells you that, you know, it sort of shows that difference where Afghanistan need to be for Jonathan Trott as the coach to come out and say, we did not know. That's just not good enough. You're playing international cricket. Everybody on the commentary panel knew. Everybody on the Sri Lankan dugout knew. Why did Afghanistan not know? In fact, there was a wicket that actually fell at the start of the 38th over and the new batsman walked out. They could have run the message out. They should have done their research. They should have done their homework. And the first ball that Fazal al-Haq Faruqi, who I don't know how he keeps finding himself in these positions, two games against (laughs) Nassimsha and now this one. Poor guy, I feel for him. But he got a full toss first ball and he blocked it. Because obviously the idea was to survive the over and just win Mm -hmm. the game. By that time, it was already too late. Rashid Khan had given up. The dugout had given up. Nobody had any hope. Nobody was even looking into the idea of where they they actually need to be. So I think it's entirely Afghanistan to blame for this. But I think more than the team, it's the support staff that's to blame. So I think for this, I think Trot definitely has to take responsibility. They yeah, really should have gotten over the line. Absolutely. And and he's just raised his hand up and be like, oh, well, we didn't know. Well, it's your job to know. It's your analyst's job exactly. to know. So that's, that doesn't really stand, does it? Coming from a pl- player who was uh, the ICC player of the year for 2011, uh, Jonathan Trott, that's just not good enough, mate. you got to try harder. Uh, You've got to be uh, better. And even Rashid Khan, mm-hmm. he's been playing cricket. He's been playing leagues all over the world. Yeah. You've got to know these things. You've got to hope that, you know, there's always a chance. You can't just throw in the towel when the game's not even done. I think I think it's a bit unfortunate. Tough luck. But now, obviously, they're on the flight home. Um, I felt for the fans as well. I think there, 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 there was a massive turnout for Af- Afghan fans in Lahore. And they obviously, you know, hoped that um, the team would get over the line. One of the fans actually said, I don't know why we keep losing. And, yeah. you know, that just so, sort of breaks your heart that you expect them yeah, to get over the line. They're almost yeah. there and thereabouts. But anyways, let's 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 think, talk a little more about the pitch itself. Lahore mm-hmm. wicket. First thoughts. What, why, why do we keep preparing these wickets that keep churning out big runs? Are we preparing for the World Cup or are we just mm-hmm. not good enough to build better wickets? Well, my measure or the way I calibrate it is that... Uh, a team like Afghanistan reached almost to 300 in less than 40 overs. Teams like India, if they would have come to Pakistan, but team like India or Pakistan, they could have gone to 350, 380 easy, which is actually the par score on these pitches. Um, again, the slow balls worked well. Um, the uh, overall morale for the Afghanistani team just before the last seven overs was pretty good. And they had they, they had, had it in them that, yes, we are going to win it. I do feel bad for the Afghanistani team. But again, Sri Lanka did really well. And well, like we talked about, I mean, Faruqi, I mean, I mean, what, May, why do you get into this situation? Again? I have no idea how he keeps doing <laughs> that. And I don't yeah. know why they keep throwing him in that situation. 
Like, you know, I, I don't think he's recovered from the first two blows that he had against Nassim Shah. And he's now he's coming up against uh, Sri Lanka and he still can't get them over the line. Like, you know, you've got, you've, you're pretty much single-handedly ruining the guy's career. Uh, uh-huh. yeah. There's just no way to come back from this. But just on the wicket itself, I, I feel like every team has got this blueprint where they want to play a couple of spinners and they want to have three pace options. And nobody's actually recognizing that the turn is so slow on these wickets in Pakistan. And I think it's going to be the same in India for that matter, where it, it's just such slow turn that it's very easy to score runs off the back foot. The batsman mm-hmm. doesn't even need to be on the front foot to get runs. You can just tap him, get some runs. You look at Majib's numbers, he's gone for 60. You can look mm, at Rashid's yeah. numbers, he's gone for 60. The wickets that they've got, they're actually full balls and the batsmen are trying to sweep them out of in, in the middle of a pressure situation. Mm-hmm. And, and they lose their stumps and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, they still got wickets. No, they didn't get wickets. Batsmen actually handed their wickets over because of the pressure that was built by other bowlers around them. The biggest success was Gulbuddin Naib at the end of the day. He was the star Absolutely. player of the match. Right? Him and taking and three also on that wicket. Uh, Muhammad Nabi. I mean, I mean he, he did hold one end. He did hold one end. That's true. Uh, I mean, Muhammad Nabi scoring 65 off 32 balls. Uh, the For sure. fastest century, uh, the second fastest century on that ground after Shahid Afridi. That is just amazing. From Coming from uh, a new team, a comparatively new team, I think the new team is now Nepal, but, you know, coming from someone like Afghanistan, it was amazing. His innings was one for the ages. And, uh, uh, yeah, we really enjoyed I think enjoyed that half that. century, yeah, not true, half century that he had was possibly one of Lifted the best. Lifted spirits. It yeah. did. And I also think they never sort of stopped believing. I think even when they went in at the halfway stage, I think you could tell that the Afghanistan team were up for this. Everybody expected Gurbaz to get runs at the top. He is probably their premier batsman. He actually did not get runs. And they still did not think at any point that they were not going to chase this target. And if you look at the scorecard, Nabi's only got 65. Everybody's chipping in with 20s. Everybody's chipping in with 20s that are coming off 10 balls, 13 balls, 15 balls. You know, they've all chipped in. They all took it right to the end. Uh, I think it was the left hand, um, I forget his name, um, who was batting with Rashid right at the end. Um, he's the guy who actually got runs against Pakistan as well. Uh, Najib. Najib Zadran, if I'm not wrong. Najibullah Zadran. Najibullah Zadran. He was a yeah. left-hander who was batting with Rashid towards the end, I think when they needed 15 or mm-hmm. 12, I think. And then he hit a boundary and then he got out, you know? And yeah. that, that, and, and, and you sort of realize that that is where the maturity in the team shows through, where you have to recognize that, okay, we've got enough runs on the board. We've got runs for the over. Now let's move on to the last over and get over the line. I think some of the younger teams or the lesser established teams sometimes do not know how to finish a game. That's the difference between bigger teams like Pakistan, India, Australia, England, and the likes of Nepal, Bangladesh, Zimbabwe, Afghanistan. They just don't know how to finish a game. Afghanistan have probably had Pakistan by the neck three or four times. They've just never been able to finish the game. Absolutely. Um, but again, I, I still think it made for great cricket to watch. It was great viewing, though. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the uh, matches that, you know, you, you don't really watch because it's uh, coming from Pakistan. Uh, you know, you always watch Pakistan or India because, you know, it's going to mm. be a good game. I watched the India versus Nepal game, which was just, I, I felt like it was a waste of time because India, you know, they, they just bulldozed over Nepal just like Pakistan did. 
But yesterday's game was 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 a game that I did not want to turn the TV off. It mm-hmm. was midnight by the time the uh, the Afghanistan team started batting. I saw the first three wickets uh, fall. Um, I think in the first ten overs, if I'm not wrong, mm. for Afghanistan, I was like, oh yeah, well Afghanistan's lost this. But I woke up. I look. Uh, I, I had a look at the highlights. Went through my Twitter, and I was like, oh no, I missed a really yep. good match. And um, yeah, well, I mean, you, you have to give kudos to Sri Lanka on this one as well. I mean, Kosal Mendes, 92 of 84. Um, Nisanka. He was unlucky. Uh, Mendes yeah, was unlucky. His run out. Mendes like, just got know. run out by Rashid Khan, even though his innings was perfect. Um, his, his strike rate, highest, um, uh, well, not counting Tikshana because he played 24 balls, but his strike rate was 109.52 on 84, which is pretty good, pretty amazing. Um, and uh, there was there no way he was getting out. It didn't look like he was going yeah, to get out. Yeah, the, the only was way all he was, set. <clears throat> the only way he was going to get out was that run out. And actually, it was it was unfortunate because it just went through, burst through the hands of Rashid. He dropped a catch. It hit the stumps. He's run out. It's unfortunate. It happens. But to get run out in the 90s, when you're well set, you've done all the hard work, real tough one. But again, all in all, a fantastic game. I, I do think it will make for an interesting viewing today as well because we're playing on the same ground. We're playing we are playing on the same ground. And uh, looking at the previous match and the wickets uh, that we uh, had, uh, so Gulbuddin Nai bowling extremely slow uh, the first part of the game and then uh, starting from 120Ks all the way up to 90Ks towards the end. Uh, got four wickets for uh, Sri Lanka, uh, for Afghanistan. And then we look at Sri Lanka and we still have a medium pace bowler, Rajita, getting four wickets on the same pitch. So it's a medium pacer game. I'm very intrigued to see how Pakistan with their, you know, with their star bowling attack, Haris, Naseem, Rauf, um, uh, getting on that pitch and, you know, uh, unlocking the pace. It, it will, that, that, it that's will a fair be, point. I, yeah. I, I do think it could work both ways because I feel like, when it's real proper pace and you're bowling full tilt, I think on this wicket batting is a little easier. But when you're actually bowling off pace, it gets a little tricky. Gulbadin getting wickets, he bowls 130, 135 on average. He was bowling 120 cutters because it would just hold up. Hmm. When the spinners were trying to do that, it was just really slow because you're sort of bowling at 90 kph and it just stops in the wicket. Again, you can just tap it off the back foot, no real rush. But when it comes to medium paces, I think that this wicket, the only way to get a wicket is to bowl off-pace deliveries in that medium 120 to 135 range. Um, I also want to say that, I mean, I feel like Pakistani spinners got a lot of criticism and slack for not taking wickets and going for six and over against India mm-hmm. in the game a couple of days ago. And I feel like it's, 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 it's a bit unfair because Afghanistan have got the best spinning uh, best spin bowlers in the tournament. Probably the best spin bowling attack in the world at the moment. But even they are That's going true. for runs because it's just the nature of the wickets. It's just very easy at the moment to make runs against spinners. It gets tricky when you're facing the pacer bowlers. Pakistan's pace bowling attack is effective when the ball is swinging for Shaheen. Or if, mm-hmm. if the wicket's got a bit of a lift when it comes to... And the wicket's got a bit of a lift when it comes yeah. to uh, Nasim and Rauf. 
but as far as spinners go, I just I don't think that we've made a good pick with Navaz in the squad. I think he's predominantly been picked as a batsman who can bowl a bit. I think in between yeah. Shadab and Navaz, Aga and Iftikhar, they're probably hoping they can get 20 overs out. Um, but I do think that it will be a talking point throughout the Asia Cup and the World Cup. It, it will be a point of contention for Pakistan in this bowling lineup. Because the day one of their fast bowlers goes for a few runs, you don't have anybody to back you up. But again, today they have replaced Nawaz with Fahim. So let's see how that goes. I do think with Fahim in the squad, it would be harder for Bangladesh or any other team to get runs against this pace attack. But again, expect any team to get 300 batting first, but expect 300 to be chased. But if anything, if, we, if we've got anything to learn from yesterday's game and the series against England before that or New Zealand before that or Australia before that, in Lahore, you make 350, 350 gets chased. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, um, yeah. But again, good things for Afghanistan going ahead. At least they're confident. They're on a high. They feel like they're right up there with the big teams going into the World Cup, which is probably going to be their next assignment. I agree. Um, yeah. I, I think they're in a pretty good space. I think they're in a good good space for sure. That's that. That is what the first thing uh, you think about, right? Okay, this is the Asia Cup. Okay, they lost by two runs. No big deal. That's fine. Uh, the bigger competition is coming just a, a month from now. In October, they'll be in India. Same same pitches, same level of. Um, uh, this this with the same team, um, but a much bigger competition. The stakes are higher. I think they'll be out for blood um, when it comes to the World Cup. I think the uh, Afghanistan cricket team has a really good chance in at least reaching to uh, the the final stages of this tournament. What do you think? I, I do think they've got a great chance because you're going to get more supportive tracks in India. I actually don't know at this point where they would be playing their games in the World Cup. But anywhere they play, there's going to be a lot of support for spinners. Some obviously would be slow turners, some would be quick turners, but there's always going to be turn in India. And the saner countries, South Africa, England, New Zealand, and Australia, traditionally are not good players of spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The World Cup to be in India, I think Afghanistan have got a solid chance against the saner teams. But at the same time, they've always run Pakistan and India close. And mm-hmm. I feel like they're, they're, they're a game or two away from causing an upset. And I don't think it would be an upset. I think them beating any of the major teams in the World Cup is not going to be an upset. Yeah. Uh, they've, oh, they've proven that's an interesting point. Yes. Right. Because they're right up there now. It's, it's, exactly. it's not like you're getting beaten by, you know, uh, I don't want to say they're bad, but Canada, like a new team. It's not like you're getting beaten by Canada. It's Afghanistan. It's not qualified for the World Cup. They weren't good enough. You yeah. know Afghanistan qualified. There's a reason they're here. I think they're one of the top teams. Them, West Indies not qualifying. Them almost chasing 290 and 40 overs against Sri Lanka. Running Pakistan really close. Running India really close. I mean, I feel like they're probably going to be a dark horse. And West Indies Mm -hmm. used to be traditionally the dark horse in a World Cup. I think this year it's going to be Afghanistan. I don't know if they would make top four because I think it would be a highly contested World Cup and each team looks like extremely stacked and you feel like everybody's got all bases covered. But at the same time, I think Afghanistan are going to be there and thereabouts. They're probably going to win two or three games that nobody would see coming. And then all of a sudden, they'd be in the conversation and... Yeah, I mean, I, I I hope they make it to the finals. I really well, hope they, not also Pakistan, but I hope they make it to the finals. Well, they are they are already in the conversation. I mean, it's all trending over Twitter. Rashid Khan's sad face. I mean, everyone's feeling bad for them because they were too close, and it's it was just a matter of communication. 
Um, I mean, chasing down 292 in 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 round 37 overs that is a that is a huge accomplishment. Massive effort. Massive um, effort. So yeah, kudos to them. Um, all love for Afghanistan, uh, and um, yeah, they've done pretty well. So uh, getting to the next uh, segment. Uh, what was your favorite moment uh, from the match um, yesterday? What, what what is something that you know you, that you really loved about the any of the I teams? I think it's Gulbuddin Naib's guns, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> bringing his guns out like this. I think I feel like the guy loves showing off. Um, yes, he does. And and I think the first two wickets he didn't really feel it because they're sort of soft dismissals. But the third wicket, he really yeah. sort of nerved the guns out. I think I think that was. Yeah. It. That was that was that sort of showed that they're here for a fight. They're probably going to put up a face, um, mm -hmm. and probably going to run Sri Lanka down. To be honest, and I shouldn't say this because obviously Sri Lanka won the game. I think a moment that stood out not in a good way was Sri Lanka's body language towards the end, because I feel like Sri Lanka mm -hmm. sort of thought mm -hmm. the game had sort of slipped away. Um, yeah. So I, I do think going into a bigger tournament like the World Cup and even the Super Fours for the Asia Cup. Sri Lanka feel like they're the underdogs, mm -hmm. but they also sort of run, let themselves down sometimes with the body language. They, they just, you just can't give up. You've got to fight until the last moment. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how Sri Lanka feel about this. I think that they, they would probably have a talk about this in their dugouts and realize that they got lucky, but they've got a lot of work to do. This World Cup could get extremely painful very quickly for a lot of the teams because it's going to be a high-scoring World Cup. And if you let the pressure consume you, you're going to have a very difficult time. Yeah. Uh, well, my favorite moment was Mohammed Nabi's 50 off 24 balls. He hit six mm -hmm. fours and three sixes. Oh, I, I mean, and and he, what position does he come in? Was it uh, six, 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 right? Six, yeah. Yeah, five or six. Mate, I mean, that was just amazing. And that that was high level. Was that was if the if the mania level craziness. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was Chacha-esque. It was Chacha-esque. Yeah, Chacha <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I do think it was pretty I mean, Nubby, I mean, they call him the president for a reason, right? The guy's been around what, 17 years or 18 years? His kid plays like under 19s in Pakistan at the moment. No way. I but he's been, he he okay. his, his his son was playing the Pakistan Junior League and I think at the moment he's playing under 19s in Pakistan. I mean, oh, okay. technically if you if you think about it, for most of these Afghan players, this is like playing at home. They've learned yes. this. Yeah. They learned their art playing in Pakistan. They played regional cricket in Pakistan. They they live in Pakistan, you know. So they mm -hmm. lived and breathed cricket in Pakistan. They understand these wickets. They understand the conditions better than anyone. Yeah. When Pakistan was playing overseas tours, Afghanistan was not getting any overseas tours. Most of their yeah. players spent that time playing domestic cricket in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. So it, this was right at home for them. And again, uh, in a way, obviously that advantage gets taken away because obviously they're not part of the tournament anymore. Yeah. Uh, but if if this if the rest of the tournament was to happen. In Pakistan, I think in Afghanistan would have been a real troublemaker for some of the bigger teams like India and Pakistan. I, I still believe that stands true for the upcoming tournament, um, uh, which is the World Cup. But uh, looking at Mohammad Abi's profile, he's, I mean, he's 38 years old, almost 39. It's crazy good fitness-wise. His son, Hassan Isakhil, is um, absolutely right. He's, I mean, 17 years old. He's part of the under-19 team. That's amazing. Play. The guy, can, the guy play. can play. His numbers are pretty good. 
Um, and yes, they have. He's played for the Pakistan Customs, which is a departmental team here, and the Bakhtuns and Quetta Gladiators, and uh, there's one other. Pakistan That's Nabi, team. right? That's Nabi. Yes, Muhammad Nabi. Yeah, he's Sorry. he's been around a very long time. Yeah, again, so he was Pakistan, first, you're absolutely then. right. He's Pakistan is like a home ground for him. And um, oh yeah, I mean, I'm sad that they've gone, but you know, best of luck to them for the World Cup. Uh, they've done well, and uh, I, I think I think they're going to the be. Best. I think they're always going to be knocking the door. I, th- I think they're going to be. They're going to be the side to watch as the dark horse for the World Cup. Uh, yes, again, yeah. I do think they lack a bit of finesse, but that's where the coaching staff comes in. Jonathan Trot has sort of let himself down last night, but I um, I hope they learn from it. They pick themselves up, and if they bring a bit of finesse to the but now you know this year i think afghanistan are going to be that team everybody's going to want to watch out because they're probably going to cause a few upsets in the cricket cricketing terminology although i don't think there'd be upsets i think they're right up there with the best teams but yeah good luck to them i think um it was a fantastic game to watch it made for great viewing and um sri lanka had some serious practice yesterday so i think coming into um the Super Four, I think they'd be they they they've played a close game now, so they'd be pretty ready for the bigger challenges with Pakistan and India coming up. Well, speaking of Pakistan, today's match with Bangladesh that is one of my it's always been my favorite matches: Bangladesh versus Pakistan, old Pakistan versus new Pakistan. <laughs> Bad joke. Take I it think, back. I, I, don't think it's I think that was very unfortunate of you to make that joke. <laughs> but yes, uh, East versus the West uh, in the subcontinent. I think that's a bit better. Um, it's uh, but with Bangladesh. Now, my I have a personal um, issue with Bangladesh. They've been in the cricketing grounds for what last 20 years now are we, are we discussing personal grudges now sure go ahead sorry yes we are yes we are so my personal grudge with bangladesh is you've been around for the last 20 years where are your trophies why where can't is, you win why can't you win why is Afghanistan a better team than you they've started six years ago seven years ago i think they got their test status in 2016 so they've only been around seven years seven years Seven years, and they've done I so much. They've been around since '96. Yes, they have. I think the, the Cricket World Cup in '96 was their first one, wasn't it? I'm not sure, but I know that they got their status around that '95, '96 period mark. Yeah, and they've been around for the longest time. I think, and and, and you just don't understand Bangladesh cricket sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and before we start talking about you know the staff and the personnel and the squad that they've got, uh, them playing in Lahore. I think they start as favorites for a couple of reasons. Oh, really? Yeah, I, th- I think I think they've got a real chance. I shouldn't say favorites, but they've got a real chance of beating Pakistan in Lahore because they've played their games in Lahore. They've been there the longest. Pakistan mm-hmm. have constantly been traveling between Sri Lanka and Lahore, which means the team is fatigued. Mm-hmm. 100%. That takes a toll. Doesn't matter. And they're playing a 50-over comp at the moment. It's not a 20-over competition. They're playing eight to nine hours, then they're traveling, then they're resting for a day, and then they're playing again the next day. So I think Pakistan are fatigued by far because they've been playing nonstop cricket. Bangladesh, on the other hand, they've been playing in Lahore. They're well-rested. 
they have been they know about the conditions better than Pakistan at the moment I mean not better than Pakistan but they because they've played the games on the same wickets they understand how the wickets are behaving so it's not alien conditions to them and they've got 345 against Afghanistan and they've bowled Afghanistan out for 245 on a batting wicket so I think this is probably the best chance Bangladesh has of beating Pakistan the thing that does not work in their favor is the wickets are not turning because hmm. the wickets are not turning, Bangladesh's bowling attack becomes 50% irrelevant because they rely heavily on their spinners. Tuskin is probably the only out-and-out -out quick bowler that they've got. Hmm. Everybody else is either a medium pacer or a spinner. Medium pacers, yes, they could potentially make a difference. But again, Barbarazam played 150-run daddy innings. You know that, that was a big innings. So they've, they've, also, they've also read the conditions. They know the conditions. They expect the bowlers to bowl slow. Uh, I think Pakistan would go in thinking this would they go in as favorites. They know they go in as favorites, but I think mm -hmm. Bangladesh have a real sniff in Lahore. That's just my take. What do you think? Uh, well, it doesn't matter what I think. I want Pakistan to win. <laughs> but uh, what I've seen on, on stats, and since 2015, they've had five ODI clashes. Um and Bangladesh has won four out of against the five Pakistan. against Pakistan. I can, the, one yeah. the most recent one, Pakistan won, which was on the 5th of July, 2019. Bangladesh won by 37 runs on the 26th of September, 2018. Question. question. Yes. Where, where, what, are, what are the grounds where Bangladesh beat Pakistan? So the first, uh, the the one, the, the more recent one where they beat us is in 2018 Asia Cup, Abu Dhabi, September 26, 2018. Okay. Uh, 239 Bangladesh, Pakistan, 202 for nine and 50 overs. Yikes. And the, uh, okay. yes, I mean, they've got history backing them as well. So basically the last time we faced them in the Asia Cup, we actually lost. So, you know, they, they I, I do think they've got a real sniff. Um <laughs> But I, I expect it to be a high-scoring game. But I think Bangladesh's best chance of winning this is batting first. Mm -hmm. uh, because I think Pakistan batting first and with their bowling lineup, I think it would be a difficult chase. I don't think anything over 320 would be would be would be easily chaseable or would be would make Bangladesh favorites. I think they'd be in a difficult spot. Well, their bowlers include Hassan Mahmood, which is a youngster, just Young 23 guy, years yeah. old. And then we have, obviously, the uh, the OG Tuskeen Ahmed, yep. uh, which is, well, he's young too. He's 28 years old. Um, but they do have a lot of experience playing in leagues. And uh, I, I don't think they've played in Pakistan before. Uh, so this might be a new pitch for them uh, to um, I think I they mean, played other, other than the Afghanistan match. Yeah, well, other than the Afghanistan yeah. match. Yeah. Uh, I think I want to talk about Shakib, to be honest. Yeah. I want to specifically talk, talk about Shakib. I don't get the guy. <laughs> I don't understand what his, what his problem is. He's got too many issues. You know, he, he, does, he commands the team as if he rules the team, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, not having Mahmoudullah in the squad, I think they've made a mistake. Yeah, um, as skipper, I don't know if I like him as a captain. I think he's just he's too erratic as a captain. If he goes down, the team goes down. If he's doing well, the team's doing well. It's it's it reminds me of the Afridi era in Pakistan. You know, mm -hmm. if Afridi's mm -hmm. up, the team's up. If Afridi is down, the team's down. Shakib's sort of in the same mold. 
I think he's become bigger than the game in Bangladesh, and that's not really helping them. I think that's actually hampering them in a big way. Um, so yeah, I, I think if he has a bad day, Bangladesh will have a bad day. Uh, but again, just side note, he usually has a good day against Pakistan. Yes. Well, I think maybe it's the history, maybe it's the uh, intense rivalry that they have, maybe the history with Pakistan that really gets them Why going. Why does Pakistan have intense rivalries with everyone? Afghanistan, Bangladesh, India. Like We, we keep ha- running into these games which are high-octane. And, 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 and it sort of goes into the whole geopolitical situation and everything, and I understand yeah, that. We'll, we'll, we'll need a separate podcast. For I that. know. <laughs> <laughs> But it just tells you that this is why our cricket is cricket is so exciting. Pakistan, well, it is, yes. You know, because it's it's, it's like a, a, a you know, it's like a a sisterhood to the politics that are in Pakistan, both high octane. Either you're talking about politics or you're talking about cricket if you're in Pakistan. Uh, but having said that, I just it just before I forget, I need to share this this funny uh, uh, incident with you when and I was watching the match yesterday, so. They zoomed in on a camera with the camera on a guy who was, you know, who was clearly supporting Afghanistan yesterday. <laughs> and they put the camera on him, and he noticed himself on the screen. And instead of instead of going up and saying Afghanistan, he he mouthed, "Oh, Pakistan." <laughs> and in in his heart, he knew that Pakistan, he was supporting Pakistan. <laughs> I, I do think that some of the fans turned up wearing Afghan colors, which I appreciate. I think I think it's amazing for the game. It I is, think it's yes. very important that when you have these multi, uh, multi, what, what, I forgot, I'm, I've run out of English, I think. Uh, English multi, goodbye. <laughs> when you have a multi-team tournament, I think <laughs> you need the fans to support teams that are not necessarily your home team, right? Pakistan's yeah. home team, if Pakistan's not playing, we still want the crowds to turn up and support mm-hmm. cricket. At the end of the day, you're going to bring more international events to Pakistan if people start turning up. You've got yes. to turn up to these events. You've got to turn up to the stadium. You've got to support these teams to show the love for the sport. You can't just turn up for, for the games that are only for Pakistan. And I understand with everything, with the economic situation and everything going on, that it's not the easiest bit to do. But this essentially helps your economic downturn as well, right? Bringing mm-hmm. international events home turning up to these games, supporting teams. So it was great to see Pakistanis standing up yesterday to support Afghanistan. I do think Sri Lanka would have felt a little upset about it because people, not a lot of, I didn't see a lot of Pakistanis actually supporting Sri Lanka yesterday. But I think mm-hmm. that, there's that there's that brotherhood that Afghanistan and Pakistan have, even though sometimes it boils over and we start chucking mm-hmm. chairs at each other mm-hmm. as we did in Raja last time around. But yeah. <laughs> generally, generally, we tend to like each other and we get along pretty well, So, which is why I think it was great to see support out there yesterday. It definitely was, but I, I wish that guy had said the right country name. <laughs> but uh, all in all, it was all good fun. Today and today he says Afghanistan, you know, and then at least we know that he's just irony. He's just yeah. a walk-in well, walk-in. I think he was a bit confused. I think he was waiting for today's match. <laughs> yeah, but what is your prediction for today? The scorecard and the team winning, obviously. Okay, that's a tricky one. I obviously want Pakistan to win, but I've got a feeling. Leave your emotions out of it, man. Yeah, so I mean, (laughs) team batting first. Yeah. 60% of the game would be won there. I think whoever bats first, 60% of the game would be won there. But Mm -hmm. Bangladesh bat first, it's 50 50. 
Pakistan bat first, it's 60-40. Okay. Um, so I don't know if there's a clear indication because I think there's just too many variables in the sport. I think if 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 the if Pakistan bat first, it's 60-40 Pakistan. If Bangladesh bats bats first, it's 50-50. So what about the scorecard? I think it's a 300 wicket. I think I think they're going to be in 200 between 280 and 330. I think that's going to be the vicinity you want to be in. Less than 280, you're in trouble anyway. We just saw yesterday, 290 almost got chased in 40 overs. So two, between 280 and 320 to make a game of it. But if mm-hmm. Bangladesh make 320, it's 50-50. If Pakistan mm-hmm. make 320, it's 60-40 Pakistan because it's just a better bowling attack. Okay, so 320, Pakistan makes 320. It's uh, 60% in favor of Pakistan. If Bangladesh makes 320, then it's a 50, it's anyone's game. Anyone's game. Okay, I'm going to, if I if I was a betting man, which I am, <laughs> so I would bet um, on Pakistan winning uh, the match if Pakistan is batting first uh, because it's their home ground. It's Qadhafi yep. Stadium. I think they're going to go above 350. Um, I, yeah, what do you think? Is it too crazy? Sorry, if they get 250, I think it'd be unreal to watch. Somebody's 350. Getting- Yeah, if, somebody, if they go over 350, somebody's got a big one. And I hope it's Babar Azam in front of his home crowd. I think I think that might be true because he's on fire these days. I'm just I'm I'm not going to be like, oh, I see fire in his eyes. I'm not going to say that, right? I'm going to say, looking at his previous records in Sri Lanka and Lahore while playing at the PSL, he's got the capability to get there. And plus... Probably the stars have aligned and we have gotten a team who, who have, um, uh, we have a deeper bench than we used we to do. have. We do. I have to be a bit superstitious here. Yeah. I don't mind him failing today because I want him to get runs on Sunday. <laughs> we'll have to do a separate podcast. For yeah, that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm being a little superstitious, but I feel like you don't get... I think everyone says that. Uh, yeah, you lose a match before you go into the India-Pakistan match. I, don't want, them I want them to win. But I, I don't mind Babar Azim failing once in a while. Fakhar Zaman can get 100. Imam yeah, can get... I mean, Fakhar and Imam can do their job for once. <laughs> you know? I mean, honestly, unfair on Imam. He's been doing wrong. He's been getting... Uh, Imam is good. I like Imam. Fakhar's yeah, do. Actually, I don't mind Fakhar failing as well because I'm waiting for Sunday. Again, maybe that's too much biasness showing through, but that's all right. But then again, you know, fingers crossed. I don't want to jinx anything. Hopefully, Pakistan wins. Uh, or actually, I should say the better team should win this one. And um, I'm just going to finish this here and move on to the exciting part, which is the meme section that I saw yesterday. I would assume uh, when you said exciting part, you were going to start talking about yourself. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> well, I am exciting, but we can do that on a personal call. <laughs> So, uh, well, <clears throat> there, there is a meme uh, that's been circling around um, by this guy on Twitter called SuperKing1816. He says... A one... It's you, isn't it? This is you, isn't it? Super no, no, no. It's not me. It's not me. It's someone else. He's got, a, he's got Kohli in his picture, so I'm guessing he's uh, Indian. Uh, yeah. So he said, a one analyst to Farooqi and Rashid Khan about qualification scenario, and then you see Johnny Lever holding... Holding a, a paper and say, man, he put And then we have a lame meme um, with a um, uh, plane that's got like four flags on it India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh. 
and then there is, there's a the huge line of people standing on one of those you know stairs that leads to the airplane and then labeled Afghanistan. Yeah, no, that's, that's not great. No, that's unfair. Yeah, they des- they deserve better than that. Afghanistan played well. Absolutely. And then there's another funny one by Fuzzy Cricketer, also named as Silly Point, which says Afghanistan team analyst at work. And you see a lady and there's a huge line at the counter, but she's playing solitaire on her computer. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That makes sense. <laughs> and yeah, well, I mean, I don't think we have a lot of memers in Afghanistan um, because that these are the only memes that I could come up with. And they weren't even that great. I think um, people didn't feel too comfortable making memes to be honest because, yeah, because I think I mean, it, was, it was it was a bittersweet game like you didn't want to say they didn't play well because they played amazingly mm-hmm. well so it's a tough game um but I, i've got a feeling that's probably going to mean that I, we probably missed a lot of memes that came out after the pakistan india game but i think yes. going the super fours we're probably going to see a lot of meme content and eventually one that one day when our podcast becomes successful Fad, we'll probably you know be able to show the meme while we're talking about it, but we're not te- that techie just yet. So yeah, well, this is the first one. Yeah, this is the first one. So we're just gonna uh, wow people with you know our uh, pure charisma. Um, <laughs> I'm just talking about myself well, and, and our sense of humor. I and... know that Super King was you. And that was <laughs> that wasn't me, but I wish it was. But no, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what we will try to do. Uh, well, we've covered all the points we wanted to cover. We've uh, made it all the way up to 40 minutes, I believe. Um, what's 24 okay. plus 16? That is 40. Nice work, Father. That, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. You're doing yeah, it. So, we're, so we're just we just want to do it uh, till um, the 40 minute mark, and then we can go all the way up to three hours once we have millions of followers. And, I know. You know so I'm yeah. being stopped on the streets in Canberra to just get an autograph. I mean, there's about uh, three people in Canberra anyway, so you might get stalked after this one anyway. Exactly, yeah. So if I market it in Canberra, it will get three listens or three views, which is good. It's not bad. So I'm just going to start targeting people in Canberra. I'll start with my neighbors because they've been hearing me well. Well, <laughs> I, think I think it was great talking about this. Um, I like the name as well, Fine Legs. I, I know that you're talking about yourself here as well. Yeah, uh, but that that's okay. I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, at the end of, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like we would have wasted this hour talking to each other about this. But Anyways, then, I know exactly we would have done exactly. it. Anyway. I think this might actually make sense to some other people out there as well. We're probably to try and make sure that we do it as unbiased as we can. Make sure we just put up, you know, what we think out there, because you know, people getting overly excited about a wicket falling or. India beating Pakistan or Pakistan beating India. You need, you need a sane voice where it's just like, let's just talk cricket. Let's just talk about cricket as a sport mm-hmm. and, and not you know worry too much about who we're supporting and who we're not supporting. If somebody plays good cricket, we've got to appreciate that. And Afghanistan were unreal last night. They were. And uh, I'm all excited for the next game coming up in an hour, actually on one and a half hour, uh, which will be Pakistan versus Bangladesh. This, this match plus the India match and plus uh, the last match, will, which will be against, uh, uh, sorry? Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka, yeah, sorry. So all three matches, out of the three, two of them, uh, they have to be successful at so that Pakistan can go into the final. And it's the same story for India. It's the same story for Sri Lanka. It's the same story for Bangladesh. And Exciting, um, exciting times. Yeah. I hope whoever, whoever begins the tournament today on a winning note, be it mm-hmm. fours on a winning note, Pakistan or Bangladesh, they would be in pole position to actually make it to the finals. 
Absolutely. Uh, if you have any questions or anything that you would like to uh, for us to answer or look at or any memes that you've made, which are better than what I found, um, use the hashtag FindLegsPodcast on Twitter and uh, post it out and we'll reach out to you and we'll answer any of your questions, memes or anything. Uh, anything that you want to add on, Sermit? That's pretty much it. For I all think. three of our subscribers. <laughs> it's your one. And my wife, and that's it. That's two followers. That's it. So yeah. good one. And my brother. <laughs> uh, no, I, th I think this is good for a start. I think it's good to get a starting point, and we'll see how it goes. If nothing else, like I said, I would want something for my kids to watch 20 years down the line. Absolutely. So uh, for Surma's legacy and for Pakistan's uh, win in this um, match, I'll bid you all farewell and we'll speak to you before the more exciting match of Pakistan versus India this Sunday. Uh, stay tuned and uh, subscribe to us on any podcast medium, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any others that you listen to. I hope you take care. All the best. Bye Thanks. from me and Sermat. Thanks, people. Bye. Why did I thank people? Why did I thank people?